In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey listeners, Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the podcasts. If so, have you subscribed? Do so, please, so you don't miss another one. And please take a moment and leave us a review on iTunes. And what I'm going to do is actually, at random, pick a review and give away a free Mortgage Marketing Radio t-shirt every week for the foreseeable future, so long as they're printing t-shirts for me. So if you're listening to this, you haven't yet left me a review, please do so over at iTunes, Mortgage Marketing Radio. And what I'll do is I'll randomly pick somebody who left that review, send me an email that you've done it, send me the email info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Let me know you've left a review and I will randomly choose one person out of a hat every week to win a free mortgage marketing radio t-shirt. How's that for cool? All right. So let's get into this week's episode. And today, uh, you know, we're doing something a little bit different, as they say. Monty Python used to say, now for something completely different. So here we go. This week, we have got uh, Jay Niblick, who is the co-founder of Wise Hire. What is Wise Hire? It is a real estate recruitment software that helps real estate teams and loan origination teams and companies make smarter real estate hires. Bottom line, it helps you make smarter hires, better hires. Have you heard of the DISC profile, D-I-S-C? If not, this is going to be a revealing education and insights for you into understanding human personality traits. The DISC profile has been used successfully for uh, many, many, many years, more so than other personality profile uh, in the history of humankind in helping to identify people, people's personality traits, their values, what they're all about. And for our topic today, using the DISC profile for a hiring 
right? So that whether that's real estate agents, if you as a loan officer are listening to this and you want to add value to your real estate agents, this is a great podcast to share with them. The website wisehire.com, W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E.com is a great resource to share with them. There's lots of great free tools and templates to share with your real estate teams. These are for teams, people, agents that are looking to hire, right? Buyers agents. They're looking to hire assistants, admins, marketing people. These are for, you know, wise hire is for mortgage loan origination teams, uh, a loan officer who wants to add a junior, who wants to add somebody, a loan officer assistant, an op, a marketing person, right? So if you're in a position where you're either looking to hire and want to take the guesswork out of hiring and hire the best candidates, or you know somebody such as a real estate agent or team or company that wants to hire the best candidates, check out wisehire.com and listen to this interview with Jay, where we unpack why using the DISC profile is important if you want to make sure you've got the best possible candidate for the role you're looking to fill. And then secondly, we're going to talk about wise hires um, process where they'll help you find the right person. They'll help you post your job on over 60 plus job boards and through their algorithm and their software and their process, um, they'll uh, simplify and um, in some ways automate, right? I don't want to say completely, but in some ways they will allow the cream to rise to the top. So you're only spending time with the best possible candidates. So you want to hire top talent, before your competition does, you want to hire faster. You want to hire the right people. You want to eliminate the busy work, you know, tracking somebody down on LinkedIn or asking somebody, who do you know, right? If you're really looking to scale that and make sure you've got the best possible candidates that are going through a, a uh, analysis, right? Discovering people's strengths and weaknesses in advance so you can make sure you've got the right person for the role, check out WiseHire, W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E.com. It's simply a smarter way to hire. And listen to today's interview because you'll find it very insightful and educational and a unique story that I was unaware of about Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Wait till you hear the history and origin story behind Wonder Woman. I think you'll find it quite fascinating. I look at her in a whole new light now. You probably will too. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. AJ, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. So I brought you here kind of, um, you know, not probably the usual guest we would have on a podcast for mortgage loan officers and, uh, you know, mortgage professionals, but probably a growing audience for you. So for those listeners, I mean, you know, it's interesting when we talk about um, hiring and and what's the right profile and how do we make sure we got the right person in the right seat. That's what's really attracted me to you guys and what you do at Wise Hire. I was actually talking to a loan officer whom I work with, and he had told me he's um, really thrilled with your service in allowing him to better identify and qualify the right candidates for his growing mortgage team. So, with that set up in that context, you know, knowing that a bulk of our audience is listeners is loan officers, but the idea is also for them to share Wise Hire and the content from this with their agents. How would you, you know? answer the question of then, so what are you doing? What service are you providing for both loan officers and realtors that want to hire the right people? At our heart, Jeff, we're, we're a profile company. Okay. Um, you know, we excel in other ancillary pieces that need to happen to make that a possibility. But in reality, we're about figuring out with some real cool science. I happen to geek out and to think it's <laughs> cool. Um, what 
personality traits, real accurate science driven stuff correlates with the best performers in any given role. And so hiring of the old days was kind of indirectly hoping you figured out through interviews and past performance, who was going to be the best fit for the job. That's what it's all about. That's why the 90 day probationary period exists too, because we pretty much know we're just guessing until we see them for the first couple of months. So we're trying to bring in and doing so scientific predictive measures, if you will, that says, look, we know what the best look like in this role. This person looks like that. This person doesn't. Not going to tell you do or don't hire, but it's about identifying better performers right up in the beginning of the process and giving you something to hang your hat on so you know this person can sell. This person can be a great admin. This person's great at whatever these different roles are. For the agents, real quick, the reason loan officers are interested in us, if teams and brokerages don't have good agents, they don't sell. They don't convert. They don't find people that need loans. So the more effective the teams are at getting agents that know how to sell, the more they need loans, the more people they have to handle. So everybody is interested in making sure you've got a top producer in that position. So are you saying then that some loan officers are using WiseHire, the DISC profile specifically, to find better agent partners? We haven't seen anybody use it yet for that relationship because that relationship is is not an employment one where I need them to do it. We do see them using it for their own growth. Mm-hmm. So that loan officers or the organizations looking to bring on more loan officers, we're seeing that. Mm-hmm. Loan officers may be looking to bring on admin, administrative assistants or some staff underneath them to help in a team sort of mentality. Right. But then we're seeing the majority of that use for them saying, I want my agent partners, I want to recommend this to people who are growing that team mm-hmm. because I'm as interested from my business standpoint in them growing out a great sales team because the more they sell, the happier we all are. Okay. So they're referring and recommending people, if not using it for their own growth. Got it. Yeah, very smart. So you said something earlier about, you know, um, I forget exactly what you said, but basically you're saying we know who the right people are. Um, you know, to hire for a particular role and let's just say a sales related role. So that could sound like a bold statement and, but you sound pretty confident in saying that. Yeah, we are. Um, I mean, my profile is one that's not great on detail. So I tend to just say, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) trust me. But to back that up for those that are not necessarily trusting of me because they don't know me, I founded Intermetrics, the parent uh, that owns the profiles back 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we've got about 15, just a little under 1,500 consultants in 32 countries right now. So we spent a lot of time growing over these last almost 18 years. We've worked with 10,000 organizations, some 6 million employees profiled. Those 1,500 consultants are using these on the ground in those countries in the organizations, helping with all kinds of different hiring, coaching, succession planning, things like that, leadership development. So we have a really big database and a hell of a lot of experience looking at what correlates with best performers in a variety of roles. So when we say we know what the best looks like, it's statistics. Mm -hmm. We've got thousands of buyers agents, thousands of ISAs, loan officers, administrative assistants with performance metrics. And we looked at it and compared them and said, you know, what correlates scientifically? Look, the better the performance is in this sales role, for example, because predominantly we're usually people are coming to us looking for sales first. They, they love getting admins and operations and support staff, 
But in the end, their first impetus is let's get uh, salespeople that are really going to help us grow this team. Mm-hmm. We know what it looks like and we can help them. There's way more to the higher than that. Obviously, we would always say any of these profiles should never be more than 25 or 30% of your total decision. Mm-hmm. The background that you should do, a really good background check, reference check. Um, you know, one or two deep, not just, Hey, what fraternity brothers of yours should I talk to to see if you're a great guy? Um, you know, really doing jigs like that interviews, all those things are still very important, but we're here trying to give you some guidance into those intangible things that drive performance. It's funny when I'm up in front of a crowd, I'll say, tell me why you're successful. Nobody raises their hand and says my degree my clothes, my, some will say my experience, you know, but majority of the answers are intangibles, mm-hmm. my drive, my determination, my competitiveness, my assertiveness. And these are things that are intangible. How do you see these in an interview? Yeah. And we're putting numbers on them so you can see them and then you can use that to make a better decision. When you say you're putting numbers on them, you're talking about from the disc profile. Correct. Yeah. The wise hire was founded to take the profiles from intermetrics and put them in the hands direct to consumers, not needing to go through one of our master consultants, but the job hiring manager themselves in the smaller organization can say, hey, I've only got five, one, 15 people on the entire team. I'm not going to be able to get a consultant to come in and help me with this. I need something that's direct to consumer. So that's where the benchmarking and the simple interface came in on the hire side. So they could just sign up, and not have to understand a 22-page assessment. <laughs> Just look at single scores. Let's do this then for those listening, because um, I know some are probably familiar with the disc profile. Some have a you know, and then there's well, I think I, wasn't that that thing I took a while back. So if you could, you know, summarize what what is the disc profile all about? Like when put when somebody asks you well, disc profile, what the heck is that? What do you say? Yeah, yeah, um, discs is four letters of the four core dimensions of behavior. It was created by a Dr. William Marston at Harvard. The very famous psychology also created the lie detector and created the Wonder Woman character, believe it or not. Wait Um, a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He created the Wonder Woman character? Very interesting guy. Yeah. Um, You ever notice that the lasso of truth is one of her supreme weapons? Get out. Guy created the lie detector. Come on. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. He was a huge woman's right advocate. This is around 1926, 1928. And he was a huge woman rights advocate, thought the generation of today was done. There's no way that the guys that he hangs out with are going to start to respect women at the level that he thought they should. So he said, I'm going to invest in the next generation. And little kids, how do we teach little kids? What do they look at and follow? Mm. Comics. So he said, let's create the first female superhero in Wonder Woman, who, by the way, when I talk about the disc model, is the only one that has high D-I-S-N-C. It's impossible otherwise. So he created this research study that looked at normal people. The Emotions of Normal People was his seminal book. And he realized there's these quadrants that you can look at for behavior. And he titled them the D for decisiveness, I for interactiveness. S for stability or stabilizing and C for cautiousness or conscientiousness. So that's what DISC stands for, D, I, S, and C. And those four quadrants handle how we make decisions, how we interact with people, what pace we prefer, stability, you know, fast or slow, and how detail-oriented or conscientious we are to details. Wow. That's a great explanation, by the way. I'm, I'm still taken aback by the Wonder Woman. That is really an amazing story. And I love the fact that, you know, he wanted to create a positive role model, particularly that's very um, groundbreaking for women, right? Way back then. 
you know, he's, he's a, a study in dichotomy because at the same time, he and his wife and his mistress co-lived together for oh. the majority of their adult lives. <laughs> Maybe uh, so. she was the muse for Wonder Woman. <laughs> she well, you ever noticed the other piece that Wonder Woman has are the metal bracelets to deflect the bullets? <laughs> Every picture seen with the three of them, this German mistress is wearing these big hammered metal bracelets on her wrists. Whose bullets is she shielding? <laughs> I don't know. A crazy interesting guy. But when we talk about disc at Weishire, by the way, it's a little bit of a misnomer like Kleenex. We actually use three separate tests, the mm. psychometric assessments, but outside of Scrabble, that's a waste. It's these personality assessments, and they look at the what, the why, and the how. Mm -hmm. What natural talents does a person have based on how they think and make decisions? That's a guy named Hartman from Yale and MIT. Why are they motivated to use those? It's a slew of PhDs studying that in a totally separate field from Edward Spronger on to Rokic, looking at the seven core values or motivations, and how do they prefer to use them? And that's where Marston and the DISC comes in, but because disc is in front, people just tend to truncate the entire thing and just say, oh, my disc profile, but it's really looking in three different sciences, three different veins of the individual. Okay. So let's get back into how do we use this in a practical sense? Um, you know, whether it's real estate loan officer, I've been asked this question before, and, and I might've asked this of you last time we talked, but you know, people are, are tending to use the disc profile, at least what I've seen up front and close and personal is to find you know, that, that perfect candidate, um, or the ideal candidate. And they tend to like in a sales, you know, job, right. One would tend to believe that the higher the DNI, the more successful a salesperson is that belief perception, whatever true. No. Okay. So can somebody say, Hey, you know what? We're looking for salespeople. We want, you know, high D's and I's and that's how we're going to, how we're going to be successful. So if you hear that, right, how would you steer people or how would you um, get them to better understand how to use the disc profile for a sales oriented position? We get it almost every day. Absolutely makes sense. And it's probably the most common mistake. The reason wise hire exists is because if you're left to interpret a 22 page report or, or 72, if you were to actually be allowed to print the whole thing, you're overwhelmed and you really don't have the expertise to do it. And that's the mistake that we see a lot of people making is subjectively, I want a super high DI. Mm. I'm good. Let's hire him. You have to look at a couple of variables. One, just because that's the how part. That's why I said the what, the why, and the how. Mm. We can hire two salespeople that have identical discs, mm -hmm. but if their motivations aren't right for sales and they can be drastically different, we watched managers, sales managers scratch their heads and go, these two look exactly the same. Well, yeah, they do, but one's got a Volkswagen engine and the other's got a Porsche. Mm. You know, they're not the same on all measures. And people use sales just too ubiquitously. It's like saying, you should go into medicine. Okay, does that mean you should work in a laboratory at a hospital or be in the ER or be a nurse or a doctor? Sales is super wide ranging. So 100% D, 100% I with no S and no C will be great for that massive, you know, like put your knee on their throat till they say yes sales position. Yeah. Um, so we called it back in the J&J &J days. But that doesn't work in a consultative sale. If I'm selling intangibles, that doesn't necessarily work. If I have to be more consultative, my D has to come down and my S has to come up a little bit. If I'm selling technical products or more engineering or governmental things, my C has to come up. So there's a wide variety. We have about 120 benchmarks on the wise hire side. And I would say there's nine or 10 different sales 
benchmarks, depending on who you are and what you're selling. Loan officers can't be 100% DNI because you can't work in a situation where you're just all shotgun, pure aggression, make it happen, let's get it done, and have no appreciation for processes, paperwork, detail. Mm. I mean, okay, so I was off by a, a decimal point. Yeah, so what? You know, $500,000, $50,000, you know what I meant, right? Right, right. And of course, let's not forget all the guidelines and rules and regs that one must adhere to. Yeah, they, a, a 10S will go crazy in that situation because there's so much governmental regulation that they're going to just want to pull their hair out and go, why don't we do selling cell phones and a kiosk on the street corner? Sure. 15 minute sales cycle done next. But not for loan officers. You just can't. A D is still very important. I is very important. But it has to come down into that 70 range. Let's say some specifics here for a loan officer, probably a 70, 75 D, 70 to 80 I. Mm -hmm. You can't have a 99 or 100 I. Why? You got to shut up and listen to the customer. Mm. You know, that S, which normally the hunter gatherer is a 20. Mm -hmm. It better be coming back up into that 50 range so they can deal with that regulation. And the C can't be a 10 either unless they're lucky enough to have to do none of the transactions themselves and turn it all over to somebody in support. Hmm, okay. So then how much of a um, person's natural style is coachable? Can people change? And, and there's, of course, the adaptive style as well. So maybe you know talk about that if it's relevant. Yeah, DISC is interesting because you have a – two different scores for each of these dimensions. There's what you naturally tend to do when you're not thinking about thinking. Mm -hmm. Breathing is our best example in training. So it's just being I, who you really are. Yeah. Okay. It's authentic as Marston called it. Mm -hmm. But we oftentimes, because it's behavior, we try to adapt it. Mm -hmm. We say, ah, oh, you know, I need to be a little more or less. That's called adaptation. You never hire for adaptation. When adapted, I'm nowhere near as good as that if it was naturally what I was good at. And it just zaps my strength. We always use the stock boy. I need a stock boy that can stock shelves. Ideally, he's six feet tall to reach the top shelf all day. I look at somebody and say, well, you're 5'10", but if you adapt and stand on your tiptoes, you can reach the top <laughs> shelf, you're higher. I love it. Good example. What if you get him a stool? <laughs> exactly. Well, the problem is you know, that person who's on their tiptoes is not as stable, not as good right. as a person on their flat feet. And by you know, lunchtime, they're, they're dead. They're zapped. So you always higher for natural scores, never adapt. Because people can only adapt for so long, right? And then they're going to fall yes. back to the natural and they'll get exhausted adapting. You can't do it for more than minutes. Uh, the example we use is breathing. Mm. I can think about breathing. Yeah. I'm in some yoga class if I ever took one of those or something, uh, some Zen thing. And right. all right, the moment I get distracted, I don't stop breathing and pass out. It reverts back to subconscious control and my body keeps breathing. Mm adapted behavior is the same. As long as I'm exerting mental energy to remind myself to be this, mm -hmm. hold that pole over to the right, I'm okay. Yep. But you're talking two minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes. And then somebody says something and boing, you let go of the pole and it goes right back where it wants to be. And I forgot, oh yeah, you know, my natural tendency is to be a super high D. And so I just bark something out about, <laughs> come on, let's go. Let's right. sign the papers, right. waiting on. <laughs> That's so accurate. All right. So, so back to my original question is, you know, cause I see a lot of dish profiles and the coaching of loan officers I do, and it's all over the map, of course. So, so how much of this is, uh, you know, coachable, if you will, or changeable to, to recognize, you know, can somebody see that, uh, you know, I, I need to do better in this category or adapt here. Is that possible? Or is people's like, you know, that's it. DNA. 
the tolerance, two answers, the tolerance for adaptation is around 20 points, maybe 30 max. If you have to sit in your desk and say, all right, I got to remember to do this. And it's just changing a little, right? 20% or less. That's okay. And probably doable, not ideal, but doable. Can I permanently change from this low D that I am or lower Mm. to a high D? No, I can't. It's glacially dynamic, we call it. It changes over three, five, seven, ten years slowly. Mm. But I can't go into a coaching program. DISC is the most utilized and studied behavioral model in the history of the human race. You know, 1926, when he started working with this, nobody has been able to come up with a program that rewires the neural networking of a 40 year old that's been in place for 40 years. <laughs> in a week or a month or a year. And if you have to put somebody into a 12 month long coaching program, what's the point? Why are you doing that? They're not a good fit. What do you advise then if we take a look at our roster of people, let's say, and I realize I've got a predominant percentage of people who, well, I'm, I'm reluctant to now say this, but I will. Um, it, it, let's say, <laughs> I, let's say my perception is I have people who have the wrong disc profile for the, for the role my perception. Is that my problem, my perception? And it's no, dude, what you need to do is figure out how people can be successful in the role with with the disc profile they have, or is it really, you know, there are people who won't be successful in X role because of their profile? Um, A little bit of both. It's degrees, really. Um, My first book was called What's Your Genius? And it's the summary of a seven-year, 197,000-person study globally. Mm. The very top performers all had one major trait in common, and it's that they were authentic. They knew they sucked at this, and they changed the way they went around that objective by making sure they didn't have to use it. So let's say you're in sales. If you're an A, B, or C, right, break them out that way, like good to great, you know, are you in the right seat? Are you an A player? Are you not? If you're really far away, you're going to know it because they're probably profiling this person because they're struggling greatly already and they're just too far away. I can't turn you from a high SC into a high DI. Mm -hmm. If you're in the middle, you're that, you know, B player. Well, you can adapt a little bit and then also maybe change the way you're going about the job. You know, so can I take somebody and give them an assistant? Can I get somebody to offload where they're weak? In some systems, is there software? Is there some other thing that we can do? In realtors, we see buyers agents doing this all the time. They're great service salespeople, but not really great hunter prospectors. What's the growing trend in real estate? Getting somebody on the team in an ISA role who augments that. They'll take those cold calls, dial 110 FISBOs for sale by owners, and say, hey, are you interested? Can I get you on the schedule at two o'clock next Wednesday? And then the buyer's agent who's not great at prospecting takes over. So that's someone who's augmenting where they're weak and still doing the job, but they're doing a slightly different job in a different way. Mm. If you're too far away, you know, if you can't do, if you're so far off track of what you are, I'm not going to be able to help. We can't change the job that much. And um, Mm. you're really just in the wrong role and probably need to be thinking about other employment in that organization. Perhaps we had a guy in a loan officer role who was a high SC Mm -hmm. struggling, dying, just, you know, bottom of the the rankings as far as sales go. And imagine super high SC, super analytical. uh, The values had nothing to do with economic, hated it. And eventually the organization moved him over into an analyst role. Mm. So they didn't fire him. They just said, you're a whole lot better over here where we need help. Why don't you move over to there to that side? Right. And loved it. Yeah. Sounds like the right move. That's awesome. Okay. So speaking of the values, 
I'm glad that I got a chance to talk to you because I think that's a part, at least for me personally, that tends to get glossed over. But I think it's very relevant when you're evaluating the person for the role, like in the case of we're talking about sales here, right? Somebody who's got a high economic value on this scale, on this chart that's provided by the DISC profile. One would think that that would mean, obviously, they're money motivated, right? Mm-hmm. And that's hopefully good for sales. <laughs> it, yeah, if it's a variable plan, which almost all sales are, yeah. um, we do see, again, there's a few sales roles that 80% of it's base and maintenance and there's 20% growth. Not here. You know, the realtors usually 100% commission, loan officers significant percentage commission. Mm-hmm. Economic is the first place. In all the studies we've done, the most amazing correlation, I mean, like, not to say nothing else matters, but mm-hmm. the higher it is in a commission role, if it's a majority commission, the better it is. And economic isn't just money. I would retitle it ROI. Mm-hmm. In, in trainings, I'll do that and say it's it's really about a meritocracy. It's a person who wakes up and says, I love a culture where the more I do, the more I get. And they're okay with the less I do, the less I get. What kills them is to go to a job and say, here's 50,000, here's 100,000. You can be the best in the in the company. You're going to make the same as the right. guy on the worst. Now, he'll be fired next year, but he still made the same you did. Right. It's it's like it says, I'm looking at an actual profile right now. It's 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 uh, They're very competitive. So if they're high on the economic scale, competitive, which is good um, to your point yep. about sales, right? It's like you got to get after it. There's competitions. Um, is anything on the values uh, chart there, any red flags or things to look out if somebody's going to be in a variable sales role? The top three that we see yeah. are economic should always be in first. Okay. It's a big red flag. I'll take a slightly different D or an I or, or an S or C. If that's not in first and high, it's my biggest red flag probably. Second and third could be split either or between individualistic and political. Mm-hmm. Um, political, oftentimes people get confused about, they're like, he's just a loan officer. He doesn't lead people. He's not the manager. Great outside salespeople have high political because a great salesperson actually leads the sale. They control the prospect. The prospect thinks they're in charge, but a good salesperson is managing that prospect all the way through. And individualistic usually works out pretty well um, because they enjoy the freedom that most of the time sales offer. Not quite as high in loan officers because they're not really outside hunting, gathering, driving around sales folks as much. So an individualistic could go down and still be okay. But economic, political for sure. Hmm. Very interesting. I'm looking at this profile right now of a particular person. Looks like they have a great profile for being a loan officer. That is awesome. Can't wait to tell them. If those (laughs) are on the bottom and like altruistic, regulatory, aesthetic, you know, if all those were super high, that gets more into an ops role yeah. or operations or support or something like that. Right, right, exactly. Okay, so how do you usually advise somebody? You, you said earlier 25, 30% of the hiring decision should be the DISC profile. I was surprised that that seemed low to me and uh, maybe I need a little correction. <laughs> and there's so many other variables that we'll never be able to measure. You know, what's their overall attitude, which is just this umbrella for characteristics. Yeah, but isn't the, really can't that be BS? I mean, come on, right? If we're interviewing salespeople, they interview well. They're supposed to interview well. Exactly. Oh, I just really like that guy a lot or that girl a lot, man. Just really liked her. We really connected really well. Well, I guess if, okay, if you connect well, that's probably a sign of somebody who's got a decent eye rating, right? Uh, most likely, yeah. I mean, well, that, there's an old saying, um, 
sometimes the last thing a bad salesperson sold was themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So hmm, 25, 30%. Oh, I'm just, I'm taking that on. I'm just kind of chewing on it for a bit because for me, I'd be, I'd be looking at like 50% being like, okay, who's this person? What's their role? Where do they rank? DI good. Okay. Not too high in the SC. Cool. Good. <laughs> to me, it's always the front filter. I don't know why we would put that at the very end after you've invested hours of your you know time to do something else. But after the front filter, we do look at attitude, but those are things that we can't necessarily measure because it's a little ubiquitous. It, 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 it's, uh, you know, everywhere and everything under one umbrella. So I want to see how positive are they? Um, background does matter. I mean, I can't just yeah. necessarily drop somebody into a sales role if they've never been in banking or finance. They don't even know anything about the origination process, training. Most of the time, having a degree is something that people want. So these are all variables. When I get into the interview... Just because they've got a great profile doesn't mean that you don't walk into somebody who shows up wearing a purple suit with green socks, who thinks it's fine to chew with their mouth open <laughs> and say, this is dad and, um, <laughs> you know, I'm from Atlanta or I'm from Boston. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of subtle other things that actually can be very important in the process that totally can make a big difference. And we're not measuring IQ. And that's an important thing. These are not cell phones. No offense to cell phone folks that are listening, but you know, I'm not selling chiclets out of a push cart. <laughs> this ice cream. This is important stuff that's complicated, and it takes a high degree of intelligence and usually a bachelor's degree or more to understand what you're doing. Mm, absolutely. Okay. No, that's good. All right. Let's transition into how people are using your service. So, you know, uh, you and I have talked before, and I told you, as I mentioned earlier, there's a loan officer who's using your service. Um, which helps find the right candidates, integrating the disk profile into the kind of pre-screening uh, you know, process, right? So can you talk a little bit about how that aspect of your uh, company works? Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's about, I saw I talked in the very beginning about other ancillary pieces. So sourcing is something mm -hmm. that we had to become very good at. You know, we'll have enterprise accounts with all 60 big job boards, Indeed, Zip, Monster, Career Builder, you name it. So we'll put a job up there instantaneously we syndicate it to everywhere so it goes out to the widest shotgunning possible as they come in it was unintentional but just the process of having them complete a 13 minute assessment screens 40 percent of the people that press the button let's say on indeed oh i'll take that job we'll email them for five times in five days one email a day for five days saying hey you never finished this assessment again takes 13 minutes they still won't do it. So right away, we're screening out those that are just not serious. They hit a button and we're hoping to get a job and lazy. Uh, so you never even saw them. You never even had to mess with them. You could look in there and see resumes if you really wanted to, but why? Mm. Then it's screening the 60% that do make it to that you know, floor two or the second level. And we're putting them in a rank ordering from zero to 100 based on that assessment and the personality. So again, you screened the lazy ones that couldn't even open the front door. Uh, push versus pull. You screened, you know, the majority of the people below 70 or 60, they're there, but are you really going to take the steps to then invest all of that labor of talking to them, interviewing them, background checks? So you're probably only looking most likely at the top 20% at that point. Then, you know, this is good hunting grounds. Think about it like a salesperson. These are the people that I'm now considering qualified prospects that I'm going to take my time to go get. And then you do your thing from there. Resumes up there, profiles up there. There's all kinds of little tools to track them and keep notes. And you can email them and things. But majority of it is 
How do we get as many people to apply as possible? How do we screen them? So you're only going to get your time involved as a salesperson, if you think about it like that, with the best, juiciest, most qualified suspects. Hmm. What's the wise score? How does, how does one arrive at that? We look at those three assessments, and there's just some proprietary algorithms that weigh those differently depending on the benchmark and summarize them into a single score. Because again, our customers don't want to become experts in profiles. Right. They want us to do that and simply go, line them up for me from one to 100 and then move over and let me go to work. Hmm. And so to kind of clarify what you said earlier, essentially part of your service is, right, um, you're looking for a particular position to hire. You guys even have help with um, job candidate description templates and based on the role, the position, some questions to ask. And basically it's, it's within one click, right? You click a button and your job automatically posts to all these different job boards. And then they go through the, the process you've just described and you focus on the top 20% to save yourself a lot of time and right. Ideally get the best candidates. Yeah. Um, side benefit. We didn't necessarily think, but it sounds silly. We probably should have. We're finding the best candidates don't last long. And so mm-hmm. If you got 50 resumes, so think about the typical person that's listening to this. You got 50 or 100 resumes. What the heck are you going to do with that? Are you going to look at 100 resumes in a day? And by the time you've looked at 10 or 20, have you really done a service to the 50th resume? They start breaking them up and I'll chunk them out. Today I'll look at 10. If it's three, five, eight, eight days before you get to the 99th person that applied, who may be the absolute perfect person for you, they're gone. Mm-hmm. They might have either gotten another job or they're not wanting to hear from you eight days later. They're like, dude, I applied to you eight days later. Like you care about me. So we want to put that juiciest prospect in front of you, in front of everybody else. So you go to them first. Um, So that's how people are using it. You know, it's about getting as many as you can to apply and then figuring out which one of these should I invest my time in first and who's the one that I want to get in front of first so I don't lose them to some other job because I guarantee you they didn't just apply to your job alone. Very cool. And you also have a hiring coach. If somebody's looking for some additional right, help hand holding, how do I, how do I make this work for me individually? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those templates you talked about, we craft them based on those keywords that resonate with the personality type. You know, we're using actual words in there. One that are SEO proven. We know that mm. the people are, let's say looking for loan officer jobs or buyers agents, they search keywords. And so we know let's put these in here. Um, and then we're using words that attract them. You know, I mean, you're not going to, attract, you don't want to attract and have people applying that aren't ready for a competitive environment that's fast paced, aggressive with a great commission structure that's variable. And, you know, it actually makes people that aren't a good fit kind of go, ew, I don't like some of the words in there. That doesn't sound fun. Good. We don't want you. No offense. (laughs) It's not right for them or us. Right, right. You know, I was looking at some of the testimonials on your site and I was going to ask you the question of like, how do you measure success? Right. Or how do your clients tell you that it's working? Um, I mean, I can see some of the comments here, for example, uh, from uh, a realtor team in St. Louis where she received over 800 resumes, which, of course, is overwhelming. But uh, because of your service, you could sort them by date and score, uh, thereby getting to right those those best fit candidates. But any other commentary you want to provide around you know, whether it's anecdotal or you guys have some type of metrics for measuring, you know, how do you know you're successful? Uh, retention, uh, obviously the subjective stuff about the comments. We have a, a net promoter score that we ask everybody to fill out and we're consistently high up into those eights, nines, and tens. Um, you know, would you recommend us to somebody else? Most importantly, it's the retention. You know, we don't have contracts. It keeps us honest. If you didn't love us last month, 
you shouldn't use this next month. And so if we have turnover or churn, we know that we didn't do the right job for those customers. We're at about 95% retention. We have 90% that stay, 5% that close because we, but it's called good churn because they got the job filled and they don't have another job to hire right now. The vast majority of those, that 5% that fill the role and leave, because most of them fill the role, but they're constantly hiring. You know, I'm going to be looking for an agent every month for the next 12 months kind of thing, or an admin this month, an ISA. Um, the vast majority of those that say, I'm done, I got it, I don't need anybody for the next three months, they'll suspend their account, they all come back. Mm. So there's about 5% that we're just not a good fit for. Um, you know, they come in and say, I want the perfect buyer's agent who's got five years of experience and 10 sides, and I will only do this, I'll give them 29 days to find them. <laughs> and we actually, you know, told those people right up front, we're not a good fit for you, go use Craigslist. And Craigslist. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's got to be a lot of sifting and sorting to find talent through Craigslist. Yeah, if you want a beer fridge for your garage, it's a great place <laughs> to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, this has been really awesome. Uh, a great education for me. I've learned uh, a lot, and I'm somebody who's got my nose in people's disc profiles every day. Um, what I love is uh, you encourage people to go to your website, right, and use some of the resources that are there. You want to talk about what they might find on there? I mean, I see you got a new ebook uh, available, but w- where would you like to direct people? Just to wisehire.com? Yeah, W I Z E H I R E. It's wise with a Z. And just go on up there. I mean, it's, we're a completely virtual company. So everything's designed to be user friendly right there online. Every once in a while, somebody calls and say, Can you email me a brochure? And we're like, No, <laughs> it's online. Uh, right. everything's there. We got some great tutorial videos. The resources are free. Go to the resources tab. You can download job descriptions and start playing with them and use them however you want. Um, but there's great chat features in there. We can get online and answer questions you have customer or not. doesn't matter. Right. Absolutely. Very cool. And if somebody hasn't done uh, a disc profile, uh, what are their options for doing that? Go to Wisehire with a Z and right there on the landing page, you can take a free disc all day long. Yep. I see it right there. That's awesome. Very good. Cool. All right. Well, listen, um, I'm going to put links in the show notes for those listening to the web page and uh, the resources page. Um, so everybody can connect with Wisehire and I, you know, just check them out. Whether you're a real estate agent and you're, you're listening to this by way of a loan officer, make sure you get back with them and thank them for the info. Check out Wisehire. And if you're a loan officer and you're growing a team uh, or a leader at a particular company and you want to hire better people, whether it's for ops, loan officers, whatever, um, check out Wisehire because as you've heard, they're going to save you a lot of time, frustration, and get more of the right people um, in the right positions at your company. So, Jay, man, I thank you for this very much. Appreciate your time. Oh, man. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. All right, everybody, for listeners, once again, if you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Leave us a positive comment. We're always looking to your feedback, and I appreciate you listening. And until the next time, you make it a great day. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com.
Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates, real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months and we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.